Hello, Quest members out there on a Wednesday live podcast on the Quest of Oak Island on the show, The Curse of Oak Island's episode from last night and from Canada. With me is Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here as always. And I think we've got quite a podcast ahead of us. Yes, we do. Got to get our hellos in here, Judy. Okay. There's Gloria. Neil. And that's got to be Sydney. She can hear us. She can see us or see me. There's Ashley. Oh, there's Bobby. There's Dan. Here's the professor. Daniel, the professor Spino. There he is. Tammy Williams is with us too. Hi, Tammy. We got Carol. We got Tammy. We got Joanne. They're all coming in, Judy. I don't see Tammy on my board, but as long as you see her. Yep, I see her. Dan Reed, is Vanessa on the show? No. Hello, Gary. There's Tammy. I just see her. You saw her now. One minute. Hope you're doing good, Tammy. <laughs> Gary's from the UK. So we caught one. In the pond, uh, Judy. Good. That <laughs> makes it worth a while. <laughs> I think we're like 8% now in the UK, as far as people over there. Wow. And also, wow. also uh, Germany, about uh, 3% Germany, and Portugal's wow. about 2%. So Germany is uh, moving up. So we got a lot of folks in Germany. Hello, people from Germany. Um, you're moving up the ladder. I saw the numbers the other day, but I forgot to write them all down. Well, that's great news. Good to have them aboard. Hello, Kathy. Not the hook. What a show last night. A lot of craziness. A lot of craziness last night. There's Caroline. But uh, thank you, Caroline. That I sound good. But um, we'll go over the facts. (laughs) 
Daniel says, I've been battling a cold all week, so if I sneeze, excuse me. Okay, yep. Daniel. Hello, Tammy Hurst. You know you, you know what you take for a cold, uh, Daniel? Uh, a gallon of wine and lasagna. <laughs> Unbelievable. Of course, we got Judy on tonight to do her synopsis of last night's show, season 10, episode 22, Starry Nights. And we also have a date, supposedly, of Nolan's Cross in the 1200s. So we'll discuss that in a little while. Yes, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Yep, just giving people time to come in and let me thank our supporters on youtube and patreon without them this place doesn't run even though if the uh, show goes off for season 10 we still gotta maintain guys so don't leave me yet and anything that we're uh getting from osprey muyan you should join the youtube membership and patreon because you see his videos right away because you're the paid members and I don't know when I'm going to show it on a live podcast because once the season ends, we'll see what kind of schedule I have and we'll go from there. But if you're a paid member, you're guaranteed to see it the minute I get it and download it. So I just want to uh, tell you that, guys, so you won't be waiting two weeks or maybe longer to see a, a video from Muyan. going to try to have, uh, and I got the word out that we will take uh, interviews. Uh, throughout the summer if they're available, even though now it's their startup time. A lot of them are pushing away from podcasts. But if they want to come on, they contact me, and we just do what we got to do, Judy. Yeah, sounds good, John. Who knows? We might get a nice surprise. Yep. I want to thank, uh, like I said, the YouTube supporters and the Patreon supporters, Paul, Stefan, a person, Sandra, Wayne, Carol, Virginia, Gary, Rebecca, Becky, Caroline, Barbara, Starlene, she says she's doing good. Jeff, who won't be with us tonight. Mark, Sandollar, Roxy, Tammy, Joanne, and Haraby, and Jazdia. Also, I got to thank Judy. She's live on the phone right here. Judy, thank you for everything you do for the group. Thank you, John. I love doing it every minute of it. Daniel, what can I say? Without, without your research, I don't know how this group would even be put together that you make this group 10 levels higher than I can ever make it. I thank you so much, Daniel. And for Osprey Muyan, who'll be flying around, giving us updates once things start going, as long as they're above ground, or we'll have to uh, get some kind of bird that has uh, x-ray vision, Judy. Well, that'd be great. And we could see underground, too. I want to thank all my moderators. Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starlene, Kathy, BC, and Tanya from Portugal. She's watching when we're sleeping, Judy. Yes, always. Also, Jeff and Gloria on the YouTube side, thank you for your support. Also, to our lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. I wish he was around because he can break all this star stuff down to my level but he passed away, so that's a big loss for us and their family, Judy. 
sure is, John. I know I've sure missed him this week and wished he was here to ask those questions of. But he's left just a good memory. I want to thank my main members. They come from the Quest, uh, Facebook side, close to 70,000. And also now we're live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter all at the same time. Our other platforms include Twitch, Rumble, Discord, and Instagram. And for all our Spotify, for podcasters around the world, Judy, we're pushing 30,000 plays. Can you imagine that? Oh, I can't. I, that is so exciting. That really is. Imagine listening to us on, in the car or something. What are they, crazy? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that, but I'm glad they listen. Yep. Uh, next week, we got the show on Tuesday, which I'll be here pre-show, 645. Season 10, episode 23 is called The Italian Job. While an, an incredible new discovery is made in the triangle-shaped swamp, Rick Lagina and the members of the team make shocking connections in Italy between the Knights Templar and the Oak Island Mystery. Now, I got the promo up for next week in my YouTube channel and the Facebook. And I couldn't figure out exactly what they found in the swamp, not unless it was that old black Roman coin we saw episodes ago, Judy. So I was like kind of confused on that. Yes, I was too, John. So I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. Yeah, and another new guy that was in there looking at this coin, but I think it was already shown on the show, it was a little black piece, not the coin on lot five. But I got too tired last night, and I was too shot today to really dig into it. So we'll see what they say next week. Yes, for sure. And I think after that, we might just have one more episode, maybe episode 24. And then the season finale. What do you think, guys? That's what I think, John. I'm wondering if 24 will be the two-hour finale. Don't know. Yeah, don't know. And I like what Renee said. If they ever end this series, which they probably won't because the numbers are great, wouldn't it be crazy if they ended it on season 13, the number 13? That would be super good, wouldn't it? It really would. <laughs> All the Templars will roll over in their graves. Yep. Everything's 13. The circles, the digs, 13. The money pit, 13. The hole on lot 5, 13. Well, you might as well end it on season 13. They give us another 12, 11, 12, 13. Three more years. But who the heck knows, Judy? Who knows? For sure. Our Daniel's really on a, in a good mood tonight. Um, he said, um, I pulled out 1,200 hairs, uh, strands of my hair last night. So he calls himself the bald professor now. Yeah. I know the show got to me last night. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Gloria, who's in the chat and who's a moderator. Hi, John Paul. Hi. Holy mooyan! <laughs> they set up a, I'm going to simplify it, a radar system that should be showing all kinds of voids, all kinds of things underground, John, like they did on the pyramids in Egypt. We haven't heard a thing. 
So I always say holy muyan because that's the holy muyan of showing us what's going on. But they haven't showed us anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I pray. It's almost like a pray. You know, I'm praying. Holy muyan, please show us something. <laughs> but I guess not this year. <laughs> like I said, Gloria's in our uh, group. We're always talking on Discord. She's very involved in the group, and I thank her for what she does. She posted out a question on the uh, Quest Facebook page and said this. She was excited about last night about the star professor. A lot of big names. I can't pronounce this tonight, uh, Judy. For sure. (laughs) I got to try. But after watching the episode again today, I'm not so sure. It says Doug Cowell, Crowell found the professor. So it sounds like he was the one who presented the professor with the idea of the connection between Nolan's cross and the Cygnus constellation. On my rewatch, it was obviously that the professor was clueless about Oak Island. I'm not so much questioning the professor's date of 1200 AD on the cross, but the whole thing is starting to sound a little contrived. Did Doug really have to go all the way to Italy to find someone to give that date? Well, you know what, Gloria? I talk to Doug all the time. And he answered you. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Hi, Kathy Hook. I presented that to... uh, Doug, and this is his answer. I was familiar with Professor Gaspani's past work on the solar and stellar alignments in identifying cultural significance to the churches built in Europe. I asked him to access Nolan's Cross because of the many claims of solar alignment. The fact that it has even more precise stellar alignments to navigational stars was astounding. Hello, Luann. How are you? He also said, for the first time ever, someone has given legitimate reason for a date of construction for Nolan's Cross. These stellar alignments were most accurate between 1120 and 1280 A.D. Also, in ending, the stars have something like a 26,000-year cycle. So it had to be made after the last ice age. And it won't be as meaningful again for a long time to come. So I thank Daniel for telling us why he went to this professor in Italy. You know, I even asked him, well, nobody in the States or whatever, but He's familiar with this guy and about the churches built in Europe. So he's staying in the Europe side to find that information. As Daniel points out, please read my post in the group. Uh, Do that, guys. I read it earlier, and um, he makes a lot of sense and gives us a lot to think about and it's all to do with that date hello carol daniel here's daniel's reply 
Don't mind me. I have to look on this other monitor. On last night's episode, Starry Nights, the team is in Italy talking to Professor Aldrino Gaspani. Gaspani was approached for an opinion regarding Nolan's Cross. Gaspani states, Nolan's Cross is very intriguing. First of all, it's made up of stones, and all monuments formed from stones are virtually undateable. This is from an archaeology point of view, but archaeostromy sometimes succeeds. The word sometimes is very important here. Emilio Sanchitti, the filmmaker researcher that was hired to lead the Italian operation, translates this to the team as, that is to say, with the stars and the archaeostromy, we are able to date monuments. This is not the same context that was meant by Professor Gaspani. There are issues with this methodology, and I'll be delating, detailing. Gaspani compared the placement of boulders in Nolan's cross with the position of certain stars over time to determine an aprimoxic error or epoch when the feature may have been created. The word may is important here. He goes on to say, because if a monument is astronomically orientated, for example, towards a star, the position where the star rises changes over the centuries. So there would be a date and a epoch when the star will coincide with the direction of the stones. If we connect all the stones and look on the horizon for a certain area with stars, we find this whole series of bright stars. Six stars to be exact, and I'm not going to say them all because I can't pronounce them. The alignment of these stars bring an epoch of 1200 AD. Cecchini then remarks, it means the cross was made in the 13th century. This statement overlooks the flaws with the mythology that was used. Professor Gaspani, after having Doug Crowell give him more information regarding the island and Swamp Berry, he states, it's more complex than just a simple cross and therefore what is underneath it also counts. So if you guys go to the page, that's just something that you can read up on. And um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the professor does these things uh, fantastically, if that's a word, Judy. And it's very, very interesting, Judy. Yes, it is, John. It certainly brings up a lot of questions. I think most of us were asking those same questions last night. So thanks, Daniel. Right. Like if Chris Dona was here, he would explain, you know, I don't know anything. God forbid. I can't even understand why they can't X out the ship in the swamp. And now they want me to understand all the stargazing boulders, uh, whatever. You know, it's just too much for Johnny's brain. Right, it's it's not easy to grasp nope. for any of us, but except Daniel. Yeah, for the people that know all this stuff is great, but for the ninety-five percent of us that what the heck? Just find this treasure. <laughs> is it there? Is it not there? Blah blah blah. You know what I mean, guys? You got it, John. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, cause I'm simple. <laughs> so Daniel is saying basically. The methods he used are flawed and are not 100% reliable. Yep. Show us something in the hand. I think we had one statement, you know, 
get us a Templar helmet out of the out of the pit or a or a armor or something. Then you're talking. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Wouldn't that be cool? Right now, it's all speculation, like usual. Hello, Scott. Thanks for coming in. We got a big show tonight, and I'm not even close to even starting yet. Mama mia. I did have an interview with uh, Petter Armiston, and I always talk about production. You know what I mean? There's two things. There's production, and there's people like us and Daniel. Well, we want the facts. Uh, we try to help out the show, and blah, blah, blah. So I took out a piece of an interview I did with Petter back in the year 2020. And he talks about production, the production side of the show, because he was like the first one to be there, Judy. You know what I mean? Right, yes. A long time ago. So it's only a minute and 10 seconds long. So I want to play it for you guys now. What he thinks of the production side of Oak Island. Let me know if you guys can't see it or hear it in the chat. Okay, Judy? Yes. Here we go. I know that people will disagree here with me but i am a huge fan of the production because i know what they have to deliver i know that they have to find a format that works and when you look at the success rate how many millions who are watching it then they are doing something right uh, is no question and i i'm really full of admiration for for their work right. because they couldn't uh, satisfy people like you and me without boring 99% of, uh, of the audience and then there wouldn't be any show and we wouldn't get any further because it is the show that pays for the, the excavation without any success there would be no further exploration of the island so I think that this is just what we have to uh, to live with and then we have books like, like the Seven Steps book that really goes into one of these theories in um, minute detail. So you have to. What did you think of that, guys? Did it come through? No, very good. Uh, the, I can't hear it anyway, John, but uh, Cindy said it, it, it did. But she could see it and hear it. Already. Ray, thank you. Thank you so much as I was doing that video. Thank you so much for that super sticker, Ray. Thank you so, so much. And Daniel says, there were late 1,500 coins and 1,600 stove under some of the boulders. No 1,200 artifacts. You are exactly correct. Yes. Very good. But just to say, you know, to put that show together, and plus we're towards the end. Yup, Doug. No Muyan data. Everybody's to which they want to believe on their own basis. You know, Judy, you believe the stars, you don't believe the stars. It's all... Right. What, you, what you believe in within yourself, you know? Right. Uh, it is. 
each of us got to do our own thing. Yep. Hello, Renee. Thanks for coming in. Yep, we hear you, Doug. There's all kinds of typos myself. Don't worry about it. But it's like what you believe. I try to present and all my members and all my researchers and everybody involved in this whole group. It's for you to pick. Well, I sort of believe this. I sort of believe a piece of this, but not all this. You know, and then we're on our own. Then the show gives us another aspect. Then you pull it all together. Well, is this believable? Is this doable? Well, then after 10 years, show us something. I mean, we're getting data on top of data on top of data. For what? I agree 100%, John. It gets to be too much data, and we can't take it all in. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like Marty. I can I can feel Marty's frustration. Rick, he's like on the how do I say it? Rick's like on the dreamer side. He keeps everything pumped, everything going. But you got to come to the realization: is if you're digging in the same spot for 240 years and there's nothing there, well, maybe you're in the wrong spot. Then you get somebody else saying, "Well, it's it's there." And that's why I always say, holy Muyan, because Muyan was supposed to show us everything underneath the money pit. And now I guess we got to wait till next year for that. And Connor, where do you get these? I got the Italian job. Down the hatch on May 9th. Down the hatch. Yeah, so I got that on my channel. Okay. But it didn't give a little description, did it? Thank you, Connor. Yes, it did. Thank you so much. All righty. Like I said, go to the Quest Facebook page and read Daniel's interpretation of last night's show concerning the uh, professor putting a date on the cross, 1200. Ray, as far as I can think, if something went wrong when they were drilling close to the Muyan sensors, this is only speculation. Then we had a picture of them at the Muyans, all the stations, everything was apart. On the 17th, I think it was, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Snoopy flew over. Then on the 27th, when uh, Osprey flew over, all the Muyan containers had protection back so that just tells me maybe the data was interrupted something was flawed as they were downloading it from oak island to their system because if the muyan sensors are still there they're still sending data what do you think guys what do you think judy no i think that's true uh, that's probably what they're doing and therefore we'll just have to wait It's too bad it worked out that way, but that's what happens, I guess, when you're using uh, complicated stuff. Yeah, all this tech stuff. And Daniel says, I believe the Templars were in North America, which I agree, but the evidence that they were on Oak Island is lacking. I agree. The conclusions don't justify the speculation. If we just got to find the one thing to turn it all around, Daniel, we've been waiting 10 years. I hear you. 
I hear you. Here's Gloria. On Down the Hatch episode, it says they find something below the garden shaft. Yeah, another shaft. Giving us the shaft. <laughs> How'd you like that? How'd you like that one, Hook? Uh, I had to say it, guys. The show's driving me nuts. <laughs> I think John's ready for a break, everybody. Yeah. All right, Judy, you got your uh, water ready? Yes, I I got it sitting right here. Better take a drink. I can't explain the Templar Cross, Ray. If the show can't explain how it got there, how am I supposed to explain it? It's just for production, like you just heard Petter say, the trigger words, treasure, templar, gold, bullion, silver. See what I'm saying, guys? Yes. And we hear them almost every show. Yep. All right, Judy, let me get your picture up here. So Judy will do her synopsis, because I got about 80 screenshots to show her. Night, guys. Where's your picture now, Judy? <laughs> don't, you don't have to put it up, you know. Okay. Your picture's up, Judy. When you're ready, take your time. We're all with you. And go ahead. Thank you very much. I do have a bit of a cough, guys, so I'll, I hopefully can get through it without coughing any at all. So tonight we are season 10. Episode 22, Starry Nights. It's a cold fall morning on Oak Island as Charles arrives at the garden shaft for an update from Dumas. Roger tells him they are very close to the bottom of the shaft and that the northwest corner is getting softer. This corner is where the team believes a tunnel coming from the baby blob to the west, connects to the shaft. Charles declares this is where the money pit really could be. Dumas gets back to work as they want to finish the shaft before winter sets in. Over on Lot 5, Marty joins Laird and Helen, where they are digging in the round stone structure in the ground. Laird points out that this is a very odd structure, and he knows of no other like it in Nova Scotia. They have found a few artifacts, so we'll keep digging. 3,700 miles east in Camerano, Italy, Rick, Alex, Peter, Doug, and Corian meet with researcher Emiliano and guide Alberto to examine the giant cave system here, part of which is shaped like the lead cross on Smith's Cove. The caves were used by the Romans in 290 BC, but were eventually taken over by the Templars. Large and well-constructed, the first room is modeled after the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, 
in Jerusalem. In 1307, the Templars had to go underground, and during this time, it is believed they were able to get many religious artifacts out of France and hide them all over Europe. Could it be some of those artifacts ended up on Oak Island? The team then moves on to the Venus Cave, 20 meters below ground. It is in this area they find the part of the cave system that is shaped like the Oak Island Lead Cross. They find that one arm of the cave is shorter than the other, just like the cross. They move on to the head or ring of the cave and join the others who are searching for symbols like any they have seen on Oak Island or in other Templar strongholds. Corian finds a carving of a goose paw, a Templar symbol used to show they had been present in this spot. Corian had earlier this year found one a few miles from Oak Island. Does this prove the Templars were in Oak Island or in Nova Scotia? Emiliano says that they will now move on to the caves in Osino. Back on Oak Island, in the swamp, the team is digging on the stone ramp to see if it connects to the paved area. Steve thinks they could be on the ramp's interface. Gary digs up a square-shanked pre-1800s path that could have been used to secure wooden planks, perhaps on a ship. At this point, Billy decides they need to hydrovac the ramp area to remove the water so they can get a better look at it. They will start that the next day. The following morning in Osimo, Italy, the team meets with historian Fabrizio, and he takes them into a cave system called Grotto Simonetti, built in the 1100s and 30 miles long. This area also was taken over by the Templars after 1307. They found one large carving that Rick remembers seeing on the wall of the Templar prison in Dome, France. Alex finds what looks like a circle with a dot in the center, like the one on the H.O. stone on Oak Island. Is this more proof of the Templars having been on Oak Island? As a new day dawns, the team arrives at the stone ramp with Ian to have him examine the stonework. Ian finds two sticks under rocks that tell him this area is man-made. The sticks had to have been put under the rocks by man. These sticks can also be used to determine the age of the ramp. So off to the lab they go. Later that afternoon, the team meets in the war room with a team in Italy via video to get caught up on each other's progress. 
They discussed the symbols found in Italy and the cleaning up of the stone ramp. Billy tells them it is for sure a ramp, and a wheelbarrow could be easily wheeled up it. Dumas has decided to go down 82 feet into the shaft and are almost there. As a new day begins, Marty and Charles arrive at the garden shaft and are informed by the Dumas team that there could be a water tunnel at the 80-foot level. Then, well, they will have to be very careful when they drill the test holes in the sides so as not to let the water into the shaft from the tunnel. Back in Rome, Italy, the team meet with astrophysicist Adriano Gaspiani as he explains that there are stars that line up with each point of Nolan's Cross. And this information can be used to determine the age of the cross. I will not go into details here, as John will be showing screenshots, and we can all discuss it at that time. Adriano has, through his research, determined that Nolan's Cross was built in the 1200s. Could this mean Zena was right and the Templars did visit Oak Island in 1179? I think... We need a lot more proof before we fully accept the date of 1200. As the search continues, tune in next week, Quest family, to see what is at the bottom of the shaft, where Marty says, no man has gone before. And in the meantime, stay safe, please, everyone. Thank you so much, Judy. Very professionally done, like yours, you You're the only one that can do these synapses. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you. Of course, this will be all in text form on the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page, Patreon page, and into the community tab of the paid members on YouTube after the live show is completed. You made it, Judy. You I made just it. remember, I did want to say, John, that I remind everybody that I do follow the show. So even though it may sound like when I do the synopsis that I might agree with them, I don't always. Right. You're just saying what the show is saying. Right. You exactly. Got you got it. We take the middle road here, Judy. We take the middle road. Hello, David. Didn't see you come in. Thanks for coming in, David Burroughs. Alrighty. Like I said, we got the answer why Doug picked this guy in uh, Italy. I mean, what other group gets that kind of response? You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, right. Yeah, it is something that I think we need to question. And I think that... Um, that's why we're here to work together to see what we can find out. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's start these uh, screenshots and start discussing. Cause once we get to all those stars, Lordy 40, Holy Mooyan 
I'm lost in the fog on that thing. <laughs> okay, they start off at the money pit. I think they're at the 82 foot level. And as far as I know, this year, there's no deeper evaluation that they're going any deeper that I have noticed or I have heard, uh, Judy. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not uh, been talked about at all, John. Mm -hmm. And they really don't have time now to do it. Well, at least this was last year. They right. run out of time. Right. We don't know about this year, so. Who knows? And there's that tunnel they're thinking that soft spot is, Judy. And uh, probably this year, maybe they'll try to go into that tunnel. If not themselves with uh, Duma, maybe with a camera to give us a look-see. Because we know Rick goes down the garden shaft next week. It's his turn to go through the safety course and goes down to the shaft, the garden shaft himself, Marty. Marty, yes. Yes, that's, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And I find this more exciting than going to Italy. And here's they're bringing them beams down there to fix that beam that was bowed out from the weight and pressure. So they got that thing fixed. But interesting this year, if they're going to go sideways into something they see, or they'll be waiting for Muyan technology to show them which way to go because they're drilling what? 12 feet for about 10 holes around the bottom and they haven't really reached anything of significance, uh, Judy. No, they haven't, John. Not not yet. We'll see what's underneath it now. Yeah. No idea, John. He's wondering if the swamp is flood tunnel. The shaft date 1745 help me out the wood was dated 17 something that, that rings a bell with me it was like uh, 50 years before the money put the wood was dated but i don't have that yeah. right now i think you're right john i can't remember the exact date though but it was about 50 years uh daniel says 1735 thank you professor 60 years before the money put the wood is dated And I guess when they dug into this 13-foot hole on lot 5, they did dig to the bottom of it. So if it's all mud to the bottom of it, in my opinion, it cannot be a well. I agree. What it is, I don't know, but I, I'm fairly certain it's not a well. Gary Hills. The shaft was at 95 feet. The tunnel they did with their test boreholes, uh, Gary, was at 95 feet. The garden shaft is only being dug down to 82 feet, the rehab. But they think there's a tunnel below that at the 95-foot level from their drilling program. Right, Judy? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So 
I would think they need to go down that far in order to find that tunnel. Mm-hmm. So there they are working in the pit of that 13 foot hole. And like I said, there's two holes. There's this 13 foot hole in Osprey Muyan. I thank him so much. There's another hole also that just the rocks are on top, not on the sides at all. They found some pottery, I think, instead of might have gone on a style in the 1750s. But I'm not sure if they even showed a piece of the pottery that they found, uh, Judy, because I was getting kind of tired uh, later last night, and I must have missed it. Well, I must have too then, because I don't remember seeing it. Here they're showing... Uh, Marty, what they're doing here. It is a big hole, isn't it? Yep. Yep, Yep, Bob, put the choice drilling. Sink a drill in there. Yeah, Luann said they didn't show any pottery, so you and I didn't miss it. Okay, thanks, guys. Such a beautiful town, guys. You know what gets got me strange, Judy? What's that, John? They walk into a building door, and they're into a cave that's 30 miles long. It's absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? It's like you're not walking into a side of a mountain on a, not a dirt bike, but a four-wheeler. You're going into a building that's built on top of all this stuff is just gives me that wow factor. Yes. It's absolutely amazing that they could even in those days dig it like, like that. Daniel's getting me big words there. <laughs> I also found an astronomer in the Lippus constellation that looks exactly like the quad, the throne of Orion it was called. I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> Just putting it out there for the world, Judy. Yeah, really. Daniel, you need to come on. You're killing you know me, what? Daniel. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they walk into these buildings and there's a tunnel that just may, blows my mind. You know, let's go in this doorway. I found that kind of strange, but that's what they do, I guess, Judy. Yeah, I guess they must have, John. They they seem to have tunnels everywhere over there. <laughs> Cammy um, Hurst says, "My goodness, Professor, you're like the Energizer Bunny with uh, new info." He's got new info by the minute. Oh, and then Daniel says. Judy was supposed to read it. Sorry, John. Mm-hmm. They're going <laughs> 3,700 miles to Italy. And there's these two researchers.
that show people the tunnels. When I first saw this, uh, Judy, I thought of the cross, but then right after that, I thought of the folded key. So whatever that means to the people out there in the world, I have no idea. Right, because it resembles both. Don't you think so? Yes, I think it does. You remember that folded key Tom Nolan showed uh, Rick in uh, whoever else was with him? I can't remember. Barkhouse. Yeah, and yeah, in in uh, Tom's office just after Fred died, right? Yep. Caroline, supposedly they threw it in the swamp to make the swamp. <laughs> Daniel says, John, I'll just say it. This had nothing to do with Oak Island. Nice vacation, though. You know what it was? Ooh, Daniel. You know what it was, Judy? What, what John? It was a pizza party. <laughs> well, I certainly hope they had some while they were there. Yeah, but uh, we got to take it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? They got to get some information right. from somewhere. And all these researchers they have all over the world. And that's what we get when this guy goes to the uh, archives in the Vatican. I want to see what he pulls out of that, Daniel. Yes, I hope they show that. And this is just showing the doorway to the tunnel. It's just a regular building. <laughs> and they just go into the uh, catacombs. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and they walk into it, and that's what they look like when they first walked into it. I would get lost there in a heartbeat, Judy. Oh, I know. Me too. <laughs> it is amazing to look at it and know that that was done by hand. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. <laughs> Daniel said that they had Templar pizza and Crusader wine, John. Mm. Unbelievable. <laughs> and they're sort of making it look like this place. Their designs, how they do it, you know, all by hand, guys. And all their castles, all by hand, all their churches, just unbelievable um, expertise in buildings, architecture. Holy moly, holy 40. How they did it, I have no idea, but they did it because they're still standing, Judy. You got it, John. They knew how to build in those days. And obviously... The Templars were darn good builders. Hmm. I don't know what else they were, but they were certainly good builders. Hello, Gary. Hope you're feeling better. And then Rick gets emotional in the cave. He's crying in the cave. He's very close to Xena. And he breaks down a little bit talking about uh, how it compares to Zena's work. But uh, I don't know. He's very, this guy's a very emotional guy. I mean, if information 
and you're in a place that maybe correlates with information, I don't think I'd be crying. I think I'd be saying, holy crap, you know, Zena was right. But as far as breaking down crying, I have no idea, Judy. Well, the only thing I can think of, John, is that he certainly must have uh, became close to her quickly because they really didn't get to spend a lot of time together. No. Um, but he is an emotional man, for sure. Yep. And who knows about all her information? You see all the information he has in the uh, in the trailer, and he, she's, he's got all of Zena's uh, research. And I guess that's what uh, uh, the other Judy we've been seeing a lot more on this show is probably helping. You know, Judy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is what she's doing. I wish I could go help her. Yep. I'll bet you that's great stuff to go through. Yeah, but I think that's why Judy's been there more and more to get through more of Judy's stuff that the team hasn't seen, you know? Right. I, I agree with you. I mean, why else would she be there? And I have no doubt that Rick would like to prove that uh, Zena was right, but I also think that uh, he wants it done fairly, too. Right. Yup, Caroline. Rudabush, Julie. Rudabush, Judy. A lot of Judy's. And then the goose paw. I had to look at this about 15 times. I mean, Corian knows what he's saying, and he put his phone next to it to see how that looked compared to the Liverpool goose paw. I mean, this looks maybe more detailed than we saw on that rock, Judy. Yes, that's what I was thinking too, John. They put a little more effort into this. I was more wondering about the bottom part the cross or whatever the thing is on the bottom, you know what I mean? I mean the top yeah, part. Yeah, right. The top uh, part. Yep, Glory, that's all I can think of is they're going through Xena's uh, records one by one or digitize them like they did with Dan Blankenship's uh, filing. And who better, better to do it is uh, Judy herself, you know? That's all I can think of, Right Gloria. on. Yeah, she helped Zena, so she would know the work. Yep. You're right, Gary. It's indoors in a cave, no erosion. You're very correct. See all these guys come up with all these things that I don't think of? I love it. You guys are the best. Right on. Daniel says this thing he thinks is no connection to Oak Island. The mark in Liverpool was a broad arrow, in my opinion. Hello, Becky. Thanks for coming in. And Susan says, does that say the year 1118 by the cross? One, two, three, and eight. Could be. I have no idea. Good eyes, Susan. Good eyes, Susan. Good eyes. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else see that? (laughs) Unreal, guys. And here's Corey and putting his phone of the Liverpool... Goose paw against this goose paw. And there's the comparison, or whatever you want to call it. And Daniel says it was a broad arrow in Liverpool, maybe not a goose paw. 
And while Rick and members of the team finished their visit in Camaro, Italy, how'd you like that? Pretty good, guys? Very good, John. Beautiful countryside. Beautiful oh, place. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Back to the swamp we go with Billy. This ramp really is not doing nothing for me. I don't know why. They're still Look digging. at the color. Yep, they're still digging. Oh, On the top of the ramp, they're digging, digging, digging. Steve is finding cobbles under his feet everywhere. Yep, Daniel, multiple meetings for the same symbol in different places and times. Absolutely. This whole story of Oak Island, you can say that a million times, you know, Judy? Right, for sure, John. And we don't know uh, in different places what it was meant for there. Mm -hmm. Right along the water's edge, you're about a foot below the sea level. I like to remember these elevations, uh, Judy, for some reason. It must be the uh, surveyor in me. I'm sure it is, John, because I can't remember those. <laughs> and then when he moves up this ramp, he's about four inches below uh, sea level. Mm. Hi, Lewis. Thanks for coming in. And the beeper goes off. And we got some kind of fastener, Judy. Yeah, I'm both at another fastener. And of course, John, it's uh, probably for the planking on the ship. There it is. Hi, Lori. On the Facebook site. No, we haven't heard anything about the ship in the swamp. Absolutely nothing this year. No. The swamp was maybe an open harbor. You know what else I told Doug today? I just remember, guys. You want to hear what I told Doug? Please. You know how we see lighter, right? Yes. That really didn't show us a lot. Some trenches, hilly parts dips and dales yes john paul i'm on facebook twitter and youtube i said what about if aaron king made a 3d map of not all the finds that steve plots every find and what lot whatever he plots all that you know when you see them flags uh judy yes steve will come by with his scepter and each place would be plotted. So he's got a big map of everything. That if we strip the whole island down and see the holes on lot five, the walls on lot 26, 
the wells that are around the island, the stone features, the Smith's Cove area, and nothing else. If that looks like a defensive something, what, you know, not foundations of all the houses that were on there and stuff, but just the stuff we know of and get a picture of the island, of the walls, Smith's Cove, just to see what it looks like with no trees, no nothing, just all these things of significance to see if it looks like something. What do you think? I think it was a great idea, John. It would certainly be worth a try. Yeah, Caroline, I know Dr. Dot's doing that, but I'm saying Steve does that on his 3D map. But I'm not saying when they find a button and a coin and a gem and all that. I'm thinking to look at the whole area as a whole with no trees, just the elevations and all these walls and holes on Lot 5 now that we're at Lot 5, just to see if it looks like something, you know, from up on the sky. What what does it look like? Does it look like an old fort? Does it look like a defensive side on on this one side? Just things like that that went through my mind. What do you think? I think it would be interesting. And who knows, it could be a fort. You know, that's what I was thinking of. I don't know. It just crossed my mind. It threw a past uh, dog, but they probably already did it already, you know. Well, if they did, I hope they show us. You know, showing all the swamp with all the stone roads all bare and see what it looks like from above. Here's Tim trying to do too many things at once. You're not a kid in Tim. Pick two or three due to permits, et cetera, and finish them. I'm better at doing one thing at a time and moving to the next. I've done multiple, but slows the process. You got that right. I agree. And, uh, but don't forget now, you got to think of the production side of the show. <laughs> That's why I put Petter's uh, information in there. We got to put up with it. That's what he said. That's what I say. And I keep on saying the same thing. Yes, you do. It is television. I heard they're doing with this VEC. So much for uh, Laird and his... Uh, dustpan and broom they just suck the mud right out of the stones and and there you be (laughs) right exactly (laughs) the vac system back to italy and again they just walk into these house doors (laughs) and they end up in a in a 30-mile cave. Unbelievable. <laughs> There's the professor, Fabrizio Bartoli, the historian. They all look like historians, all these Italians here. Yeah, they do, don't they? Very good, by the way, John. Next week, I'm going to have you pronounce those Italian names. 
just outside an ancient site known as the Gratti Sumanati. Was it like spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, it seems like we always get it in about two trips a year, Tim. You know, we went to England, was it, this year? Wayden Kim want to know, does Billy wear shorts in the winter? Yes, he does. Nope. I have only seen long pants on him once. Nope. And it was in the wintertime, and I can remember Rick walking up to him going, wow, you really look different in long pants. Hmm. There's our man, Doug. I'll give him some FaceTime in here. They don't do podcasts, and they don't do social media, but I respect the guy. And here's Corian. Give him some FaceTime here. He always comes on, gives us a good chat, Judy. Yes, these are good guys. I noticed Corian last night was actually very quiet. I think it was really stunning him. So I'd really like to know what he thinks about the dates. Hmm. Here's a Templar looking uh, cross. Or four petrified pieces of pizza. <laughs> They were playing with their whistler. They were drinking rum, and they threw the pizza against the wall. And we got four petrified pieces of angled cut pepperoni pizza. So there you go, guys. There you go. Yeah, and we're all going to want pizza later. I was trying to figure out this item here that they said they found in Dome. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think of this thing? I do remember seeing something similar. Just how exact it is, I don't know. Hmm. And D Daniel is saying the triangular body looks like Tanit. And I, if I remember correctly, that is a female goddess. Was that the one in uh, what uh, Gretchen showed him in that cave there? Yeah, there could have been one in there as well. Hmm. But there was also the one that Rick was remembering was in Dome. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Wade and Kim say that's an alien. Hmm. Okay, Caroline. There's the professor. He says, no, it's Phoenician. Daniel, do you mean that Canon is Phoenician? There's the old circle with the hole, the gold signal, you know. Yes. Yes, Tammy Hurst points out that uh, Zena thought the cross was Tammy. Yes, I remember that. Yep, correct. Tammy. Correct, Tammy, yep. Nolan's cross. Here we are on the merry-go-round, around and around we go. Hop on, guys, hop on. You would think Chris Dona, of all people that had been there, 
if he could have put a date from the stars that he would have did it years ago. Why now in 2022? You know, Judy? Right, John. Yeah, I, I thought about that too. Did um, did Chris even know about that? Which he would have, I would have thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to look back. And everybody, you guys, look back on my YouTube videos with Chris Dona. All he was with the stars and Nolan's cross. He called it Bacon's cross and everything else. Got to be something in there. Uh, Daniel saying that circle with a dot in the middle was actually a sun symbol, not gold. Daniel's been doing his research. A sun circle. Yeah, it's um, a sun symbol. A symbol for a sun, hmm. not a symbol for gold. Daniel, I got a funny feeling we're going to get a big five-part series just from this 30-minute information last night, Judy. I think we're going to get a five-part, 15,000-word presentation from Daniel. What do you think, Judy? Oh, I think that would be great. <laughs> not all at once, though. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a circle in the H.O. stone, H.O. stone. They're trying to compare. Daniel says Chris would have pulled his hair out last night, too. Yep. Chris would be all over this right now, Daniel. He'd be on the phone. He'd be calling me. He'd be showing me all kinds of things all day long. That's how he was with us here or with me. Unbelievable. Didi, thank you so much for your support. Always welcome, Didi. Thank you so much. You're the best. Hi, Didi. All the symbols that connect all the places. You're probably right, Daniel. The crescent moon. There you go for the moon. Would you say? Sun and moon. There's the moon. See it on the left-hand side, Judy, that crescent moon? Yes. Yes, I do. Very clearly. Mm. But when you get into all the stars and all the rest of that stuff, like I don't even know how the guys you know, on the ships that sailed over and did the stars. Uh, I'm not knowledgeable at all, zero level. That's all I know is I'm a Leo. That's all I know. It's a lion. That's it. Yes, that's about all I know too, John. I'm a Virgo though. Yeah, but as far as all this figuring out for dates and what's happening on 26,000 year cycles and what comets coming in from where the heck knows, I have no idea. <clears throat> Dr. Spooner coming in on the ramp side. And there's the ramp.
looks like a pretty muddy mess to me. Yes, it does, doesn't it? And that's what they're at. This 1,200-year date. They're trying to tie that in. There's Renee. I'm not sure if my chats are going through. Yeah, they're going through, Renee. I'm answering you. The circle and dot is also known for the symbol for the Lord. Yeah, I got them. Did I miss any, Judy? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. She's on um, uh, YouTube, isn't she, though? Yeah, she's on the YouTube side. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then Doctor Spooner finds a stick under the rock. So she can date the stick. Yeah, Renee, I got the last three or four of them. Well, who knows with this internet stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yep, they got to restore it back to what it was, uh, Gary. Ashley Stick. Oh, goody. <laughs> we get a lot of dates, but no substance. You know what I mean, guys? Let's go. Let's get some yeah. substance here. And there they are in the uh, war room. Getting an update of what's going on. Yep, Laurie. More wood. More dates. More wood. More dates. But like I told them, we're into it to the end, thousand percent. There's Rick and Doug. This is an overhead shot of the ramp going to the larger stone pathway. And this is where I'm getting Judy. They're only going to go 82 feet. That's it. Or for this year. Yeah. So that's not going to get them near the tunnel at all. They're uh, 13 feet short. Wait a minute. What did I just say? They're going 82 feet. And they're 13 feet short. Did you hear me? Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Now I get it. Okay. The tunnel. Oh, sake. The tunnel's at 95, guys. 82 from 95 is again 13 feet could it oh be possible goodness. could it be possible yep gary in the barrel barrel hoop i don't know that's what came out of the garden shaft but again that was backfilled too so and that's that tunnel underneath 95 feet marty you're right Getting an update on the tunnel. And it could be that flooded structure. They don't want to pop that, but they got that sealant. 
So when they drill through, the water just won't fill up the whole tunnel, you know, guys? Yeah, I certainly don't want that to happen now. 3,700 miles to the east near Rome, Italy. Here's the professor. Would you buy a used car from this guy? Um, no. <laughs> There's Doug. There's the cross, Nolan's cross. And here we go, Daniel. If we connect all the stones mm -hmm, and go look on the horizon, mm -hmm, bingo. They make Nolan's cross. One, two, three, four, five, six. I see six stars lighting up Nolan's cross, but a lot of them that were using their flashlights. That's about as clear as the picture I can get. Renee says she'll buy the neck cloth that looks Viking and very old, if you know what I mean. Yep. And these stars, I got no idea what the heck they are or their names. I have no idea, Judy. No idea. Neither, John. These are stars I have never heard of. So all I know is the Milky Way. The Milky Way and the moon. That's my stars, guys. And the North Star. There you go. <laughs> I guess from some kind of formula from the 26,000 year cycle, he figures the cross was made in 1200 AD. And there he says it. Daniel said these stars are from six different constellations. They're not, not all from one constellation. Oh, John, Cindy says you're a star. She's talking to you, Judy, not me. Oh, oh. no, you're our star. I mean, how do you figure this stuff out? How do you even... But Doug was familiar with uh, Professor Caspini's past work on solar and stellar alignments in identifying cultural significance to churches built in Europe. So he knows what he's doing, I guess. Yes, obviously he's been doing some research into it. was made probably 800 years ago and this was the big discussion from last night's show was trying to date the cross judy everything else was we went on a little vacation to italy um we're at the ramp uh, playing in the mud but this was the thing that was the highlight in my book uh, yesterday about trying to date the cross judy i agree john now let me tell you if that date was legit this would be a great find. 
but we can't depend on that. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I wish it was the real thing, you know. I'd like to know that the Templars were there and that they took something there, but I'm not ready to accept that. Rick, we're following all the clues where they lead. Yep. And back at the pit, they show Dr. Spooner this pit. He says, holy cow, this is friggin' impressive. And he has never seen anything like this on the island. Lordy, forty, holy mooyan. see here as i have previewed for next week the italian job episode 23 judy will be with us next wednesday at 6 45 i'll be with you tuesday pre-show 6 45 anything in between hit that notification bell on youtube please like the channel please support if you can please subscribe if you can it all helps out this is from next week's teaser. I think it's that little black piece that they're talking about, but I'm not sure. Seems to me, John, I remember when they found that and they called it a coin. Right. I, because I remember questioning that because of the shape of it. Right. And that's Marty looking up the uh, shaft. Marty goes in the shaft next week. There he is looking up. This was posted on my YouTube channel. A barter piece, Daniel says. And I remember this when they measured it, it was only four ounces or four grams in the lot in the lab. And he says it's probably a thousand years old. I don't know what they're talking about here, but I think it's that piece. And Doug's showing this guy, a new guy, that we found that on Oak Island. So there goes my preview for next Tuesday. I just blew it all out because what the heck. I've been on for an hour and a half. I'll give you a little special on the end here. There we go. All right, Judy, if you want to uh, button it up, and uh, then I'll button it up. And it's about all I got for uh, yesterday's uh, episode. We're getting real close to the end here, guys. So stay with us for the ending, possibly after next Tuesday. Uh, we got another one after that, uh, down the shaft. And I think that would be it, Judy. So if you want to say a couple of words and... I'm out of here. All righty. I think it's been a good night, guys. I have enjoyed listening to what you all have to say because I wondered what everybody would think of that date. So hang in there. If somebody is going to find out if it's true or not, it will be our Daniel. So have a good week. Enjoy Okana next Tuesday night, and I will see you next Wednesday night. And in the meantime, 
Stay safe, please, everybody. Please. Good night, John. Okay, you be good. Let us know what's going on, and uh, I'll have your synopsis up in about an hour or so. Thank you so much, Judy, for what you do. Thank you for allowing me to do it, and good night. Okay, good night. Okay, guys, it was a long one tonight, about an hour and a half. But we had a lot to go over. And anything new that comes up, uh, hit that notification bell on YouTube. I'm always posting something short, 50 seconds, one minute, and any kind of information that comes about so everybody knows. But remember, members, always go forward. I tell you that every podcast, you may get a setback in your life, but just believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in your dreams. If you have a dream, go for it, no matter how old you are. That's your thing. That's what keeps your clock going. For tomorrow's a never given in this crazy world. Oh, my lordy, 40. Holy mooyan. This world is crazier than a crazy. So you be kind, as my friend Jan says. You keep smiling because you never know what that other person's going through, but you keep on smiling. And as Judy says, you stay safe. Also, you got to be strong and keep that positivity going. No negativity. That's for everyone. Thank you for joining me and Judy uh, tonight. I'll see you Tuesday at 6.45 pre-show. For the Italian job, Judy will be with me Wednesday with her synopsis. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye. 